Hi there, I'm Dan, and welcome or welcome back, maybe, to the Shaw Vineyard Church podcast. Hey, at the end of this episode, please take just a moment to subscribe in iTunes or in your podcast app of choice. That way, you can get every message from our church straight away on whatever device best suits you. You know, it's our hope that the message that you're about to hear in this episode would encourage you to take your best next step in your faith journey. So let's get straight into it. Hey, this is so cool to have you in church this morning. Um, before you haven't met, uh, my name's Stanley, uh, and I'm the community pastor here at church. Uh, and it's really my privilege to be able to share in the middle of this heads and tails series. So obviously, over the last few weeks, we've been doing this. We've been doing this really cool uh, series of messages where we've been looking at the the two sides of the faith coin, so to speak. Uh, so sometimes we're, we're presented with different things in our faith journey that seem you know, they seem kind of counterintuitive or they, they seem somewhat opposed to each other. And so we've been taking these concepts uh, through these weeks and just presenting the two sides of the coin. And actually, as they're held in tension together, they actually produce some for, help to us uh, form our faith uh, in a really helpful way. So, so last week, uh, Vic and Janelle tackled the sub, uh, subject of giving and receiving. Uh, and so in the morning, Vic was talking about that, and, and then in the evening, Janelle was talking about receiving. Uh, and hopefully you had a chance to listen to the very professionally hosted uh, little uh, you know, interaction that happened on our podcast. Uh, maybe you, 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 know, you listen to it by yourself, or maybe you're in a house group. And uh, like we did this week, we sat down and we listened to that you know, 15-minute little podcast as Vic and Janelle talked together about those two different subjects and really interacted with it, which was awesome. Um, and even if you're away in Napier, Andy, it was all right, we, uh, we missed you, but, you know, uh, sorry, that's poor Andy's idea. Um, and uh, so just, you know, this really great way of interacting with them. And we'll do that again this week, uh, looking at these two subjects that we're going to talk about today, which I'll tell you about in a second. And uh, see, so that's, a, that's a Dan uh, technique, yeah, it's a radio technique, well, he calls it something. Anyway, uh, and then next week, um, and next week uh, we are talking about personal and communal. So that, that, that sense that in our Christian formation, there is this idea that we have this personal faith, but there is also community. There's also a communal aspect uh, to our faith. But today, hopefully you've already picked it up in the wind somewhere. <laughs> but we are talking this morning about presence, about the sense of God being close, being uh, in the presence of God and, and allowing that to form us. But then also tonight, Fran is going to tackle, oh, I'd say, the far more difficult topic of absence. Those, those times in our life where God seems absent. We know, theologically speaking, he's not absent from us, but he seems absent, right? And uh, so this... but. I'll let, her, I'll let her kind of take on that. Let's pray, and then we'll get into presence. God, we, are, we just so thank you for already this morning just that chance to engage with your presence. Uh, God, we're thankful, we're so thankful for the gift that the Holy Spirit is to us uh, so that we can dwell with you, Lord. And God, I just pray that in these next few minutes as we talk about it, God, that you would stir something in us to be a people that would push into your presence, Lord God. And maybe we uh, feel like it's been a while since we've sensed that closeness of you, or maybe we walk through our life with a very real sense of your closeness. Wherever we may be in that, God, I pray that this morning would be helpful in our journey of being formed in your likeness. In Jesus' name, 
Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Okay, so a little bit of honesty straw poll, okay? So please give me your hand, show me your hand, if you have ever felt like you're close to God. You've ever had a moment where you've sensed God's voice, you've sensed him speaking to you, you've sensed his closeness, right? Awesome, most hands in the room. Okay, now, on the flip side, have you ever felt absent? Has God ever felt absent uh, to you? You've had times in your life where you're like, what, where the hell are you going? Okay, awesome. I'm glad that I'm in good company here. Okay, so um, one thing that's to, that I want to make really clear, just right from the get-go this morning, is that we're not talking about good and bad. We're not talking about good times in your life and bad times in your life. So in other words, you know, you can be in the sense of God's blessing and, and favour on your life. You can be in a season of your life where things are going really well and God seems very close to you. There's a sense of God's hand on your life or touching the things around you. And equally so, you can be in the most miserable place of life uh, in a very, very challenging season. And again, you can sense the closeness of God. And, and actually, naturally speaking, we often kind of lean in a little bit more, don't we? You know, in those challenging seasons, God, I need you. And, and you sense that closeness. But equally so, the opposite can be true, right? In the good seasons of life, and often it does happen this way, where we're just kind of heading along swimmingly, and uh, if we stop to think about it, then we actually realise that God seems quite distant from us. We're kind of doing our own thing, life's going good, and, and we, we're not walking in that kind of sense of God's closeness. And when life goes pear-shaped and turns to custard, sometimes... God seems very, very distant from us. And so tonight, Fran is going to tackle, in those seasons of our, of our lives, how is it that God might want to form us? And then, what do we do when that's kind of the case? But just to make the point that we're not talking about good and bad, if you were to ask me, okay, Stanley, what's, um, what are some of the, the times when I've sensed God's closeness? You know, I've, I've sensed his presence. You know, I'd tell you about uh, times like as a new Christian, um, standing in worship like we were just a few moments ago, and just that revelation, man, there is actually nowhere that feels this good. There is nowhere that feels this, this secure, this safe, this... Um, this, this comfort of this. There is nowhere that I've ever been before. No, no one else's presence, no, no event in life has ever compared to what this feels like about being in your presence. Or I tell you about a little series of weeks that we did in our little Anglican church uh, when I was a late teenager, early 20s, somewhere around there. St. Timothy's Church, Kendall Ave, Christchurch where we did a, a series looking at the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'd, I'd tell you about what it felt like to be overwhelmed in the presence of God. Or, or, or I'd, tell you about, uh, I'd tell you about having that tangible sense of God speaking to us. August 2006, uh, the day before, uh, Rachel and I had been asked if we wanted to step into a pastoral role at the church that we were at, I was in Ken, uh, sorry, turning off the motorway at Kyber Pass, and that just that, that sense of God speaking to me, saying, 
What I've called you to do, I'll equip you to do. What I've called you to do, I'll equip you to do. It's not an audible voice, you know, but just that, just that very real sense of God speaking into my heart. Or I tell you about running through Wenderhome. Uh, a few years ago, Wenderhome's a, a park, if you don't know it, just a little bit north of Auckland. Running through the forest, and for this particular day, the cicadas were going nuts. And uh, there, were, there was a particular section of track that I, I remember running along, and it might have been, I don't know, kind of 50, 80 metres, something, you know, just a, a short section of the track. And I just remember this overwhelming sense of that, of that, that, that scripture coming, coming to mind, you know, you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Therefore, throw off everything that would, that would keep you restricted. And it's not just a nice story. It's not, it wasn't just a nice moment. Every time that I hear cicadas now, I think of that moment. Man, God, you are cheering me on. There is this great cloud of witnesses cheering me on in my faith. Those cicadas, they spoke, they formed the way that I thought of God, the, the way that I interacted with them. These, these aren't just kind of nice little moments, you know. They form our faith. I would equally so I would tell you about sitting in a hospital room. Um, you know, you, it's amazing how your memories are just there. You know, when they when you have these moments that are significant to you in some way. I'm, I'm sitting in that hospital room and having an encounter with the love of God and the depth of His love, like I'd never had before, from Ephesians three. Just these moments in our journey where we sense the closeness of God. And you know, some of those moments are, uh, are, are moments of kind of in the rhythm of life, and some are very circumstantial, you know. And I'm, I'm sure that I could go around the room this morning with a microphone, and there would be umpteen different stories, you know, of times where you have felt like, God's spoken to you, or there's been this sense of his closeness, or he's, he's guided a particular uh, decision that you needed to make, or, you know, just that idea of God seeming close. Equally so, I tell you that life's not always like that, <laughs> and that there's been plenty of times uh, in my life where God's felt distant, and for whatever reason, I haven't, I've struggled to be able to connect with him. One of the sayings that we have around the traps uh, at Vineyard is that we are people of the presence. And this idea that we, we want to value the presence of God. You know, we want, to, we want to honor the presence of God. We see that the Holy Spirit is this ongoing reality of God here with us, right? His gifts, his influence, his comfort, his boldness, his healing, and so forth. You know, there is this tangible sense that we want to be these people of the presence. John 14, verse 16 and 17, for example. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him, but you know him. Because he lives with you now and later will be in you. 
And it's just really good news, isn't it? That God desires that he would be, he would be intimate with us. To be like a friend or a, a father, a counsellor, uh, a guide, a teacher, a revealer of truth to us. God wants to have this relationship with us where we can be intimate with him. And, and really, you know, a big part of my mission this morning is to just to encourage us to foster the presence of God in our life. That you would be a, a, a person of the presence. And in fact, if you remember nothing else from this morning, I just I want you to remember that reality that I am to be a person of the presence. A person of the presence of God. And maybe for you it's felt like it's been a while, you know? That you kind of you might have put it in that camp of uh, that was in the past or that's for somebody else, you know? You know, maybe um, when we have moments in our services where, you know, uh, whoever's kind of hosting the service will ask if there's anyone got a scripture or a picture or whatever, and we come and share them amongst each other. And, and for some reason, you have pigeonholed yourself that that's for others. That's not for me. Maybe you see that you're not, I don't know, special enough, spiritual enough. Uh, whatever, whatever that may be. But you know what? That doesn't have to be the ongoing reality. I love it that as a body of people here in church, we are growing, we are moving, we are developing. This faith thing is not a stagnant thing. We're moving together. And so for you, if you're here and, you've, and it does feel like it's been a while since you've really had that closeness of God, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be the default forevermore. It's a, let's move forward. Let's develop. Let's foster. Let's, let's be people of the presence. <laughs> in reality, the Bible makes reference, you know, a number of times about drawing near uh, to the presence of God, to, to God himself, and celebrating the fact that as we open up our hearts to him, he promises to be with us. So just a few examples, uh, just to make sure you don't think that I'm just, you know, making this up. Um, Psalm 73 and verse 28 uh, but as for me, it is good to draw near to God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may proclaim all of your works. And what uh, Calvin read from, and had no idea that I was going to reference it this morning from just a few minutes ago, 16 verse 11, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, we want that joy, don't we? We don't want the type of joy that, you know, the, the ad on, on TV or comes across Facebook or whatever, you know, tries to sell to us, you know, buy this and you'll be happy. Oh, rubbish. You know, like we, want this, we want this real fulfilling fullness of joy uh, that God talks about. Uh, James 4 verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And so I guess for me, it really becomes this question of how, you know? Okay, so yep, sure, that may be the, the, the thing that we want to do, but how? How do we, how do we foster the presence of God uh, in our life? How, how do we kind of move in this direction? How do we lean in? How do we lean into these times when God does seem close? There's a, uh, there's a saying, saying in cycling. Well, it's good to bring cycling up, isn't it, in a conversation? There's a saying in cycling uh, about banking the caves. 
and I'm sure it's the same in other sports and even in a, in a music context. You know, you, you're getting ready for a performance and so you're rehearsing uh, and getting ready for that performance. The banking, the K's thing in cycling is just simply that you want to do plenty of K's in your training so that when race day comes or event day comes, you've got the strength in your legs in order to sustain you to get to the finish. Just, you want K's in the legs. And in reality, the same can be true in our faith. We, we, we want to bank the K's, so to speak, so that when those times of challenge come, when those times when God does seem absent and distant come, there is something that we're able to call on. And during those times when God seems close and present, we've banked some K's. We've got some runs on the board, you know, whatever the saying, the analogy might be. We want to lean in to those times so that there is something that sustains us and gives us strength in those challenging seasons. And if I was thinking about just some simple ways to, to encourage that, to foster that, you know, I, I'd, I'd come back to some of, the, some of the kind of basics in it, you know. I, uh, basics like live according to his will. Live according to his will. That verse that I read before, James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you, is great. But sandwiched in it is, uh, is also great, but in a different way. Uh, verse 7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near or draw near to God and he will come near or draw near to you. And then it goes on to say, wash your hands, you sinners. And purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's a bit more challenging, that one. <laughs> Just the simple idea that it's good for us to, to honour God in our lives, to live lives that would honour Him. And you know, part of that is taking sin seriously and just acknowledging it, seeking God's forgiveness when we realize that we've stuffed up and actually walking through our lives, just trying to honor God. It's not about being perfect or being, you know, just squeaky clean. It's just about looking to honor God with our lives and also honor God in terms of his will in those, in those little nudge moments, you know? Uh, Vic mentioned it last week about having a yes-first response to God. So when we sense that leading of the Holy Spirit, when we sense that, that leading, just that little nudge, uh, pray for that person, um, do this particular activity, whatever it may be, you'll, you'll know it in your own context. It's like, it's practicing just saying yes. <laughs> and uh, if you're anything like me, man, you, sometimes you come out of moments and say, oh God, I've missed it again. Like, but then just starting again, say, okay God, I want to be, I want to be attuned, I want to, I want to live according to your will. Just keep those nudges coming and help me to be obedient in the response. Then there's developing life-giving rhythms. Developing life-giving rhythms. I really enjoyed um, learning uh, about spiritual pathways or sacred pathways. A guy, a guy by the name of Gary Thomas, some of you may have read uh, that particular book, has written a book called Sacred Pathways. And he gives nine different ways, uh, pathways, that people tend to connect well with God. Uh, and, and really his preface is the, is the idea that we are all made by God differently, right? Look at the person next to you. Hmm? They're a bit different. 
Uh, <laughs> and, um, the reality is that uh, he's, he's kind of he's setting up these, these nine broad pathways for you as an individual about how you might best connect with God. Uh, and I found them really helpful, helpful just to give some language to it uh, and to give some practical kind of tips on what to do. And so for me, for example, the, the pathway that I kind of most strongly recognize, uh, you know, align to is the naturalist. Um, and so the naturalist is about getting out into nature and... Uh, and, yeah, yeah. I was like, I wasn't going to mention it, you know. Um, and it's about getting... <laughs> it's a different word. It's a different word. We're all matured. What's the saying? The pure? All things the pure. Thank you. Um, but it's about, it's about the reality is that when I'm struggling to connect with God, it's really helpful for me to just go outside, to go for a walk along the beach or just a walk from home or whatever, just to, to get out in nature and allow God's creation to be a form, a format, a place where I can connect with him well. Uh, I've also got a little bit of enthusiast uh, in me. So an enthusiast loves God through mystery and celebration and through outward displays of passion and enthusiasm. I like that. It helps me to connect uh, with God. Uh, Rach, for example, who's, who's actually um, preaching at Coast Vineyard this morning, right, as we speak, so we're praying for her. Uh, she's called, but anyway, she's totally different. You know, so she'll love to uh, sit with some worship music on or to sit in silence uh, and connect with God in that sort of way. So it's just for you, explore it. Explore that, that how is it that you best connect in with God, those find those life-giving rhythms to foster the presence of God in your life. It's important that we don't cookie-cut our Christianity. It's important that we don't make a rule that says this is the right way to connect with God. And I know that we would probably never say that to one another, but sometimes through our actions, we're singing in worship, and you're feeling, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm ho-hum about this, you know? But people around me are just, they're seeming to love it. They've got their hands raised, and they're just really engaging with God. Well, maybe in this particular season of your life, you need to explore a different way of being able to connect with God. That's not the only way or the right way to do it. Sure, it's a great way, but it's not the only. So let's explore. What is it for you, those life-giving rhythms? that help to foster the presence of God for you. And then there's simply to uh, invite God into the everyday mundane stuff. Uh, again, many of you probably know the book by Brother Lawrence, uh, 17th century French monk, The Practice of the Presence of God. And really his, his idea in here is just that we would bring God into just the everyday mundane stuff that we, that we do. That we'd be looking... For God, um, something that he has said in that book. Think often on God, by day, by night, by night, in your busyness, and even in your diversions. He is always near you and with you. Leave him not alone. It's beautiful, eh? Just to bring God into the, the boring stuff, the everyday stuff. Or Eugene Peterson. Um, Again, just puts it beautifully in Romans 12, 1 and 2. So here's what I want you to do. 
God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, place it before God as an offering. Embrace what God does for you, sorry, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it, even without thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Just take your everyday, ordinary life and look to embrace God in it. Look for God's movement. One of the little habits that I have um, is that Again, sorry to talk cycling again, but at the start, of, you'll pick up that cycling is a fairly regular activity for mine. So when I start a, a, a bike ride, early on in the ride, I will just quietly pray to myself, God, I just invite you to come and ride with me. Uh, I just, you know, I just invite you here. I just, I want you to be present with me. And I find that when I do that, it's not a, it's not, a, it's nothing magic. It's just that I... I become aware of looking for God more than if I don't, you know? I'm just aware. So it might be in a particular conversation that I'm having with someone, or it might be in a scene. I said on Thursday morning, um, I was riding along just next to Hatfields Beach, uh, and there's this incredible sunrise taking place. And it was just a little, wow, God moment, you know? And I was just... Because I'm just, I'm just looking, I'm looking, I'm trying to look for God, you know, just bringing Him into those those regular activities again for you. What is the mundane? What's the regular? What's the what's the activity that you are doing in life that you can bring God into? It it could be anything, and it should be everything. <laughs> just the everyday <coughs> mundane. So there's just some ideas, just some ideas of how we can foster the presence of God. There's, there's so much more that we can talk about, right? And uh, we want to be a people of the presence. And one of the things that I, I thought would be good for us to do this morning is um, to actually do a little bit of an, an imaginative prayer exercise. And uh, this is something that Brad Jusak did with us. Uh, we had vineyard pastors getting together uh, earlier in the year, middle of the year. And actually, Vic has done it with us uh, as well. And so if you remember him doing it, this is a, as I start doing it, it'll be helpful. Uh, but equally so, if this is the very first time that you've kind of done this or done anything like this, then I guess my prayer is that this would be a helpful exercise for you, but something that you might be able to embrace into your, into your life as well. And I was particularly thinking of, of people here who singing in worship doesn't necessarily connect with you that well. Um, my, my gut feel is that if you're a person who does connect well with singing, then this is probably going to be cool too. But maybe you're here and you've struggled to find that kind of rhythm or way of connecting well with God. And this might be something that, that you could do. So, are we open to that? Yeah. <laughs>
And I reckon about half the room sort of said yes. You don't have to audibly say yes, I'm just reading your body language, right? <laughs> if you're not open to this, just give us five minutes. Try it. Just do something with an open heart that may very well be very sustaining and helpful for you. It's not weird, it's not wacky, it's good. So why don't we just, just get yourself comfortable a little bit, close your eyes, so it just helps to not kind of be distracted by people or things around it. I'll ask Adele, yeah, if you'd come and play some quiet keys behind us, that would be really cool. So what we want to do is, I want you to imagine being in your favourite place. Just in your favourite place, somewhere that you go to, somewhere that you know, somewhere that's perfectly safe, perfectly good. You know, could be at a, at a beach somewhere or out on the water or a little spot at home or wherever it might be, just your favourite place. Just take a look around your surroundings for a moment, just in your imagination, just be aware of it, what's there. And then in that place, I want you to imagine Jesus approaching you. Just walking towards you. Again, I want to encourage you to notice how he approaches you. What does his face look like? What does his body language say to you? What do his eyes say to you? How is it that he approaches you? comes close, he's going to come and he's going to sit next to you. He may very well put his arm around you, maybe put his arm on your shoulder. And again, I want to encourage you to take note of how it feels to have Jesus close to you. sitting there together with Jesus. What is it that he might want to say to you? What words would he use? Love for you, of 
welcome you as his child. I'll speak into a particular situation in life at the moment. So if you're ready for morning tea, you know, there's uh, tea and coffee and some beautiful slices, I'm sure. I always have that expectation. <laughs> <laughs> and also I'd encourage you to come back tonight to uh, hear Fran talk about absence. You can have a look on Facebook Live if you can't be there tonight or get the podcast later in the week. Let's just be people of the presence. Hey, once again, thanks for listening. And if you're in the Forest Hill or the Bays area of Auckland's North Shore, we would so love to have you at our next service this Sunday. You can get details on service times and more info on our kids and student environments by visiting svc.org.nz. That's svc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day and we'll see you next time here on the podcast. Oh,